0: Hello friends, and welcome back to He Makes the Ball Talk gibberish. Uh, Got a little bit of a special episode today, because we're going to talk about the Champions League as well. Which, you know, isn't a waste of time at all. So uh, yeah, anyway, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to go through... um, So I've had some suggestions, you know, this week uh, to maybe talk more about the small teams. Try and give everyone equal time. So, um, you know, we're going to try and sort of do that uh, and, you know, just keep it uh, to the to the headlines though as well, really. So, you know, obviously there's a lot to go through from last weekend. I'm recording a little bit late, I apologise. Uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling too well yesterday, so I'm recording today, which is Friday. And next week I'll be recording on Monday night though, so, uh, you know, hopefully get it a little bit earlier. And so it's still fresh in your mind actually what happened over the weekend. So got a bit to get through so we'll, you know jump right in um so yeah I want to start with an apology actually uh you know I apologize uh to the Crystal Palace fans out there now I know that there's probably none listening maybe there are some who knows but um yeah I've been a bit harsh on you recently I think well I say recently ever since I started this like I've I've been really really harsh on Palace <laughs> like because I just didn't think Vieira was going to come in and, and do well. Like obviously, you know, every manager takes some time to get going and whatever. But uh I just thought Vieira didn't have anything substantial. I mean don't get me wrong, neither do some other managers who are hired to some of the biggest clubs in the land. You know, we're talking about Solskjaer, of course. But uh, you know, I think Vieira his experience is even worse than Solskjaer's potentially. I mean, don't get me wrong, he has managed uh New York You know, so, uh, you know, he's, 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 maybe I'm doing him a bit of a disservice anyway, because, like, he came in with all these ideas, like, yes, we want to make Palace a little bit more attacking, you know, more um, possession-based, and I just didn't know if they had the players for it, that was what I was questioning, and, you know, quite frankly, in the first two weeks, they looked shocking, and they didn't look as though they knew what they were doing at all, but now, having said that, um... Wow, they really battered Spurs over the weekend. They were really good to watch as well. They like, really, really excellent. Like obviously, this kind of thing that he's trying to implement is uh, starting to rub off a little bit. You know, I mean, maybe it's a one-off. Who knows? Um, you know, obviously, we'll see them uh, next week. I think they've got Liverpool away, which is obviously a lot tougher. One of the toughest games you've got coming up, but you know. Spurs were unbeaten at this point point. Um, and we'll talk about Spurs a little bit more in depth. But uh, yeah, Palace looked really good. Like, you know, Zahar looked uh, energetic and, you know, intelligent. Like he was laying the ball off and making sharp, incisive runs. Like it was really, really interesting. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, as I say, I have been a little bit harsh on Palace. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, look, it's nice to see teams play good football, isn't it? You know, if everyone played good football, then obviously it would be, a much more interesting league to watch. Obviously, you'd get teams getting battered uh, all the time. But you know, Palace Palace did well. Uh yeah, like they've they've got so they've made a good sign as well, like Edward. I mean, I know he came on and scored two, so it's easy to say, Oh, he looks like a good sign. But he was always impressive for Celtic and, you know, he was very he just looked like quite a clever little finisher, so I think he's gonna be he's gonna do quite well. So yeah, it, it's interesting. Like, I mean they've they've got some good players. I mean Conor Gallagher as well looks like an interesting play, looks like quite quick, quite uh you know, it's just intelligent, like, you know, it, you have to have intelligent players in order to play that way. He kinda wants to play how Arsenal played at the you know, under peak Wenger, you know, two thousand and you know, between ninety eight and two thousand and four, like they were they were incredible to watch. You know, well, even later than that, you know, two thousand and eight, you know, they were still really good to watch. Arsenal, they didn't win as often, but they were still really good to watch. But um yeah, like so I think that's the one, what he's aiming for because that's what he knows. You know, he was under Venga v- Vieira. I uh, was under Venga at that time. You know, he played for him, and like, I think that's what he's trying to get to because Arsenal, as I say, during that period were the most entertaining team in the world, and you know they they got a lot of success from that period. So it'll be interesting to watch. Maybe Palace will be ones to watch. Actually, I mean, not they're not gonna they're not gonna finish like you know Europe or anything like that. I mean, it's one game, like, but they did look a little bit better. The previous weekend as well against against um, was it West Ham? Was it Leicester? I think it was West Ham. Yeah, I think they drew two all with West Ham. So you know it's 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 really interesting like to, to look at them and, and to see how far they've come in such a short space of time as well because they've had other managers in the past like De Boer who came in and were like you know tried to completely overhaul the playing style but to know, you know he got sacked after six games or seven games because they they didn't score a goal. in their first like seven games or something. So, you know, and like Palace, they can't, you know, a club like Palace can't exactly give you all the time in the world. You know, they literally have a season because if they look as if they're going to get relegated, then they need to change things. So, you know, it's not as though you, you know, if if you're Vieira walking into Arsenal, for example, you know, Arsenal can afford to give you, I mean, look what they're doing with Arteta. Arteta has not been good, but he's been there for two years. Whereas if he, if he'd have started at, Palace or Brighton or any of these teams that are smaller than that, he would not have got that time, especially with those results, because you're just not afforded the same time. And I know that even in the big clubs, you don't like people complain about not getting enough time in the job, you know. But even at the smaller clubs, it's even it's even worse because the pressures are so much, you know, the the stakes are higher. So you know, it'll be nice to see Vieira do all right there. To be honest with you, it'll be good to have a smaller club. I mean, not not smaller, as in you know, like oh, like historically or anything. I mean, like Palace, you know, they're 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 a good club, but you know, they need stability and they need to stay in the league. And it'll be nice to have Vieira there playing good football. Like, you know, one of the clubs that may finish in the bottom half of the table. It'll be nice to actually have them playing some expansive football and you know, another good team to watch. So, yeah, um, that'll be interesting. Anyway. I've... But yeah, I said I was going to do an even spread on all the clubs. And I've just spoken about Palace for like seven minutes. So, but yeah, as I say, they were really good against Spurs. And Spurs, uh, like, I told you they were boring last week. Stand by it, because they're boring as hell. Like, I mean, they just got beaten in the bloody Europa League as well. Or did, sorry, they drew to ren You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to play good football this year, Spurs. And they're not going to do anything. Like, at the end of the day, there's teams that are much better than them. And then they're also going to get these results as well against teams that attack them, because oh, they're just they're just not they're just like Nuno's just Mourinho two point oh isn't he like he just plays really defensive really solid football like you know he plays I think he plays like three defensive midfielders as well like it was like it was four at the back and then he played Skip Hoiberg and Winks in this game like Christ so he played seven defenders like a way to Palace like. I mean, my God, I mean, yeah, they, it didn't help that they got the red card, of course, you know, but they were just uninspired, to say the least. So, yeah, they, I mean, when Kane and Son aren't playing, they are going to struggle, like, really badly. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Spurs, as I said, they'll probably finish, like, seventh or eighth. Um, but, yeah, this this was alarming because they were unbeaten, you know, up to here, up to now. They'd only scored three goals in three games, so they'd won 1-0 every single game. Which you know is the Nuno way. That is his. That is his way of doing things. But you know they got absolutely tonked like, today. Uh, sorry, on Sat last weekend, and uh, yeah, just not not good enough at all. Like, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to get behind them because they're gonna be boring to watch as well. Like you know, obviously if a result like this gets thrown up and it's Leeds, then you then you then you're happy to watch Leeds. You know, but it's just really. You know, when you're watching a boring team play boring football and they're getting battered, it's not, it's not fun for anybody, is it? Like, the fans aren't going to enjoy it. And, yeah, it was just a bit of a joke the whole manager searched in, in, the, in the summer, you know, and they've ended up with Nuno, who, you know, the fans weren't happy with Mourinho, so why would you want Mourinho, you know, a guy who comes and plays Mourinho-style football, you know? Anyway, whatever. Like, it's just like, I, I, Spurs are going to be very... Very difficult to watch this year, and very difficult to get behind in any way. And I think that they're probably going to finish, as I say, seventh, eighth. You know, maybe get the, the Europa Conference League again, and it won't be progress. And you know, it'll be, it'll just be really poor for everyone. And then Kane will be like, well, I should, <laughs> I wish I'd left. <laughs> but he's going to sign a new contract, so you know, apparently he's going to sign a new contract. And you know, it's like, I really want the opportunity to win trophies. Cross that out, money. I really want the money because he's going to sign a contract. Apparently it's going to be like 400 grand a week at Spurs. So obviously it was just all about that, wasn't it? But yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, so let's move on to, um, you know, some of the other three o'clock kickoffs, which, uh, you know, there were some surprises. Um, Arsenal winning, for example, at home to Norwich. (laughs) I'm joking, Arsenal fans. If there are any listings, probably not. Probably hasn't reached London. But anyway, Arsenal... They, were, they, they weren't that good against Norwich. They, they got over the line, do you know what I mean? And if you're having to say that at home to Norwich, then you're in a lot of trouble. And I think that because of the start they've had, even if they were to put a little run together, there's still no confidence about it, which is the, the worst thing and the hardest thing for them to get over. I mean, the goal that they scored, it was an absolute state, the goal. Like, it... Pepe shot, I think, and then it came off the goalkeeper and hit the post. And as Pepe was falling over, it hit, hit the post, then hit his knee and crossed it to Aubameyang, who then tapped it in on the line. Really bizarre goal. Uh, Norwich, by all accounts, were apparently a bit unlucky to, to not get anything from the game. So, you know, it's 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 quite worrying for our Arsenal, I think. You know, um, he keeps changing the line and 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 the personnel every game so you i don't know who what what his his preferred 11 is you know because uh, yeah they have had a lot of injuries they have had a lot of like covid related problems but everyone's getting back now so you know it's kind of like pick your best 11 have it in your head and then obviously sort of rotate when necessary or as necessary whatever you feel but it's kind of like he doesn't know his best 11 which i know is a massive cliche and i'm sorry everybody cliche alert you know we try not to use them here but but it's true in this case. Like, you know, he doesn't know his best 11 because you know, Aubameyang. When he, you know, if he's in the if he's in the starting lineup, you don't know what you are going to get from him. You don't have reliable players in that squad, so it's like, you know, what do you do? Like, it, it, you have to rotate in a lot of ways. But I don't know. It's just not good enough from Arsenal at the moment, and it feels as though it's not going to get better anytime soon. I mean, they've got next weekend. They are playing Burnley away. And Arsenal, historically, have always struggled with that type of fixture. You know, because, you know, Sean Dyche is no mug. You know, he's going to go, right, yeah, put it on Ben White's head. Just see what he does with it. You know, toss it in the box. And Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood can get round him and head it down to some guy who's going to hit it in. Do you know what I mean? Like, just cross it high, long ball. And Arsenal will not be able to deal with it because they just have never been able to do that. Like, And Arsenal don't have the confidence at the moment to pass through Burnley, they they don't. So I I would honestly think that this this is a decent result for Arsenal. Of course, you know beating Norwich, who was the minimum that was required, um, but it won't kick off any sort of run. Even though they do have, you know, Burnley next, who you'd expect Arsenal to beat, I don't think they're going to beat them. So you know, I think that we're just going to get, you know, Arsenal are going to win a game, then they're going to lose or draw a game, and they're never really going to kick into this run. Because it just feels like the confidence is so low, and Arteta doesn't really know what he's doing still. Like in terms of his starting eleven, and in terms of how he wants to play. Because it's so, you know, it's supposed to be like he comes in and he's like, oh yeah, you know, he's gonna play like Pep Guardiola. He's just learned from him. It's gonna be great. And it's been so boring. Like Arsenal are really bad to watch. Like because they don't create any chances either. They don't do anything. Like it's really, it's really bizarre. Like honestly, Arsenal. Like I mean. At least you know what you're going to get with someone like Spurs. You know, they're, they're defensive and they're tight and they're solid and they're going to try and play on the break and that's what they do. Whereas Arsenal, you don't really know what they're going to do. Like, you kind of like, are they going to try and, you know, have lots of possession? Are they a possession based team? Are they a counter? Like, I have no idea. And every time I watch Arsenal, I'm kind of like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, it's really weird. So, yeah, Arsenal, like, you know, it's a good result for them. Like, you know, obviously it was the minimum, as I say, but. It's not going to spark any sort of run, I don't think. And that is the worry. That's the concern. So, but, you know, we'll see. Obviously, I have been wrong in the past. Uh, I'll admit when I'm wrong, like I did with Palace. I'll admit when I'm wrong. I am big enough to do that. You know, are you, Ronaldo? (laughs) I'll I'll leave it alone now. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we'll just see what happens with Arsenal. Anyway, also, Norwich, you know, quick word on them. Obviously, I've said that they're probably going to be the whipping boys this season again. They're going to finish bottom. I can't really see them getting any sort of run together, like, you know, or or even beat. I mean, you know, you look at the teams in the league and you just say to yourself, you know, who are they actually better than? Who are they going to go and beat? Because cause I can't see them beating anybody, to be honest with you, as far as, far as I'm concerned. Like, they're not going to go and beat... You know, they're not going to go and beat... Um, Burnley or, or uh, Wolves or anyone like that, you know, I, I just think that every team has too much for them, and yeah, obviously Norwich aren't going to end up on zero points, of course not no one's suggesting that, but at the moment, you're kind of like, well they're playing pretty poorly, like, you know, are they actually going to, you know, because that Pookie, I quite like Pookie, and I quite like Todd Cantwell, you know, they're two decent players, but Pookie's not going to score you loads of goals you know, and neither is Cantwell, like so it's it's kind of like well where are the goals going to come from is that like, that's their real struggle and that they're going to struggle to score goals because they like to play in like an open way, like Leeds do you know like like Leicester do in a lot of ways like you know they like to play passing expansive football which is great you know and and it's and it's good to watch and what have you and it's obviously works for them in the Championship because they've you know they've bounced straight back up from the Championship and they've been really good but. It's not going to work in the league because there's too many, too many teams who are better than you, basically. And, and you know, if you play an expansive way, you know, which is obviously what we all want, of course. But you're going to get battered most weeks, and and that's and it's a shame because it is it is really like brave for them to come up and play that sort of football. But you know, maybe just kind of don't, <laughs> so, you know, just sort of like try and get a bit of a run together, like make yourself a bit more solid. Which is obviously a lot easier said than done, because if you do that and you still lose, then it's pointless, isn't it? But, you know, Norwich, as I say, prediction for them is bottom of the league. And it's a shame, but there you go. And the fellas who are going to finish 19th, I think, unfortunately, we'll discuss them next. Brentford, you know, obviously really, really amazing Um, opening opening night against Arsenal, uh, which, you know, was really great to watch and a lot of fun. The atmosphere was fantastic, and it was great to see you know a, a team that's never been in the league before give it an amazing go and a really good go and a great win. But since then they've been they've been quite poor. You know they they, they haven't really got. I mean don't get me wrong they they've drawn they've drawn a couple of games since then. You know, but the loss. You know it was only a one 0 loss at home to Brighton, but you know I think that just like the initial emotion. Of them being back in the league is is over and so you know it's kind of like you need more to carry than than that i mean they've they've scored three goals so they and 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 you know which is which is fine you know but they've 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 only they've they've only conceded two goals which is fair enough you know but they've they've they i just think that they're not gonna so that they've won two nil then they drew 0-0 and then 1-0, 1-all, sorry, and then they lost 1-0, like, which isn't bad results, you know, initially. But I just think that the emotion has kind of worn off and, like, you know, everyone's sort of used to it now because, like, obviously you kind of look at the league before it kicks off and go, oh, Brentford, that'll be, that's interesting. But, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Brentford in the league. But So, yeah, so and, like, they need to take the ground running because, like, you know, if they, I don't know, just the longer it goes on. Yeah, it might be uh, difficult for them because they're not going to score that many goals. So they just, um... but you know, we'll see. I mean, like, it would be great if they stayed up. It'd be really great if they stayed up. But I just think that they might not have enough. But you know, it uh, will. We'll see. On the other hand, Brighton. I think they're really good. I think they they look lively. They look they they've got a good manager. That's that's the you know that's the key, isn't it? I mean, Graham Potter's a really good manager, and quite frankly, he should have gone. In my opinion. Everton should have been looking at someone like him. Don't get me wrong; Everton have had a great start under Benitez, you know, which which is great for them. But you know, Everton or even Spurs should have been looking at someone like this guy because he's he's really good. I mean, Brighton—they haven't got a great—they haven't got a great squad. They haven't got a lot of money. He's kept them up, and he. But the key is that he plays really good football as well. I think like they're quite interesting to watch, and so it's just quite you know it's quite it's quite good to see them doing well. So I, I hope that they, I mean, you know, they'll, I, I said they were dark horses for Europe um, in the, in the, you know, in the first episode. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to stick by that to be honest with you. They, I mean, they de- need to not get any injuries to any of the key players. You know, they've got some good players, as I say, you know, Trossard, Malpe, uh, McAllister, good players. And obviously that, um, Suma, really good in midfield for them, you know, like covers a lot of ground, makes a lot of tackles really like you know united should, should have signed him really you know they could do do with a player like him but yeah it's uh yeah it's good i think that the future is bright at brighton anyway um Leicester versus city just quickly go to that i mean Leicester, you know what that i just think that they're that they're kind of at the end of their cycle you know under rodgers i think that they looked Awful against West Ham, like absolutely awful. They got absolutely battered as well. And like the thing is that the system that they're playing currently, Vardy plays up front by himself, and he gets isolated so like quickly and easily. Like it's just you know he had like less than ten touches, I think, against West Ham or something mental. And it's just like what you know, like if he's your if he's your biggest asset, which he might not be anymore. I don't like you know. I mean, obviously they have got players like Madison, Harvey Barnes. Uh, Teelmans, Telemans sorry uh, good players but it's just you know they don't really play in a way that they they don't score a lot of goals like that. I don't know Like it's just I think Leicester aren't going to finish as well as they did last season obviously I predicted again that they'd finish 5th but I think that they won't finish that high I think it could be like 7th to be honest with you because I just think that this squad has gone as far as it can in a lot of ways, uh, you know, t- finishing fifth twice in a row when you had fourth place absolutely nailed on both times, and then somehow bottled it with like four or five games to go both times, is a confidence knock. It's going to not, it's going to absolutely not the stuff out of them, and it's going to be really difficult to try and get back to, you know, believing that you can do it. So, you know, and also as I say, they looked. Really poor against West Ham. They've looked poor a few times this season. I mean, they only just beat Norwich. So, you know, that's the standard, isn't it? If like, how far, how well you batter Norwich is how good you are. right? But, um, yeah, and obviously City. You know, for any team playing City, unless you're in the top four, you know, unless you're one of the bigger clubs, then City, either at home or away, is, is a big task. You know, it's going to be a big game. And it's going to be very difficult to win. And you're you're essentially budgeting for a loss, aren't you? You know what I mean? You just go right. What if whatever we get is a bonus? Because that's what football has become, isn't it? You know like you look at two or three clubs in the league, and you go right. We know we're going to lose to them both times. So let's move on. <laughs> and you know, City is that is that team, isn't it? You know, they are they are amazing. Like and and you know, they might. I, I it's going to be very close. You know, we've, I mean, I won't bore you again with this whole who's going to win the league, but. It's either City or Chelsea, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're both playing very well. They've got really deep squads, and they've both got great managers. So you know, it, it's it's those two. Like it's all of those things combined makes makes you a champion. And so you know, you can talk about Man United signing Ronaldo. You can talk about Liverpool having Klopp, um, and Van Dyke back. But you know, they don't have the depth. You know, and like you know, obviously there's a lot of problems with United and Liverpool and will go through them, but. Uh, yeah, City, I mean, like, when you can sign Jack Grealish for 100 million quid, you know, and it, and it's seen as, like, a luxury, because they didn't need him. Like, that's the point, isn't it? Like, they didn't need Jack Grealish. They needed a striker, and they didn't bother signing one, and they still look just as good. I mean, Grealish looks fantastic. I mean, he's great to watch. But if he gets injured, it's not as though they're going, oh, shit, we're, we're missing Grealish. They'll just... In Bernardo Silva, or they'll put in Mares, or you know, as we've said many times, they have ridiculous depth everywhere across the pitch, and that is why they are going to be right up there. And Guardiola, of course, you know, is is a, is a great manager. Pains me to say, <laughs> like, no, but like, on, in all seriousness, you know, he's, he's the, the best. Like, he's one of the best, anyway. You know, and uh you know, he's, he gets the most out of the squad and he rotates it well. And, and you know, yeah, and he goes a little bit crazy sometimes with his like Champions League selections. And he may, and that may have cost him a title, you know, a Champions League title. But um, in the past, but you know, generally he's pretty gets it right. So you know, he's uh, there. They're gonna be, they're gonna be. The thing is with City as well, though, they're gonna be a little bit boring to watch because it's kind of like, okay, yeah, like they're gonna win most weeks. You know, if you turn on, you, know, you turn on your television at R five or whatever to tune into the evening game and you see that City have lost, you're like wow, did not expect that, do you know what I mean Like, but you wouldn't bat an eyelid if they they won like, if they beat 16 teams home and away, you know it's just, yeah, so I think they're just a little bit boring because they're kind of predictable that they're going to beat most sides, I don't know if that's a problem for City fans probably not, like it was quite nice when United used to do that back in the day (laughs) but, uh, you know, I think It's just, I don't know, it's just a bit predictable. Um, Anyway, United versus Newcastle, or Manchester United versus Newcastle United. Um, Let's talk about that then. So, yeah, as you know from, you know, previous episode, I have my problems with uh, United now, and I'm not a fan anymore per se. Uh, Obviously, I love them until, you know, forever, but I can't support them at the moment. I just can't actively do it, and I don't love them at the moment because of their messaging and what it represents and everything like that because you know I mean Ronaldo aside, you know, obviously there's some issues there, uh, some major issues but there's issues with, you know, other things I mean like, you know, Ryan Giggs was in the director's box for, for Ronaldo's return I mean, you know the guy's on trial for beating up his girlfriend and her sister and, you know of course, innocent until proven guilty but doesn't it implicitly say that you know, Manchester United doesn't believe those women you know they don't, they don't really care about it you know like i don't know like, it's just a little bit you know, I don't know it's weird like i just think it's it's kind of it's kind of wrong i mean the club is explicitly saying you know by having ryan Giggs there in the in the director's box we support ryan Giggs. you know he's still one of our guys you know and it's kind of like well jesus you know as i say unless until proven guilty of course but fucking hell, I mean we know what that guy's like don't we, Jesus Christ you don't have an affair with your brother's wife for 10 years, if you're a good guy so anyway, you know, let's talk about the football you know, I could talk about that off pitch stuff for ages but you know, but you know, the Solskjaer stuff as well, like, actually you know what, we won't mention it like, you know, just, if you want to look into it further, you know, Solskjaer and uh, I can't remember the player's name but you know, played for him at Molde, or Molder and uh Yeah, really bad stuff. You know, there like it's dodgy. You know, basically this guy uh, was wanted and he was charged with a um, sexual assault on uh, multiple women. And Solshar, in the meantime, made him captain for a game, and then they share they shared they had the same agent and Solshar and his agent basically got him a transfer to a country that doesn't extradite to Norway. So this guy's tech is on the run still, and uh, yeah, apparently Solskjaer helped out with that. So dodgy, 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 dodgy at United at the moment, and you know all these issues. You know, I think I think people need to talk about them. Too. People need to look into them because you know I have a very superficial knowledge of them. You know, I've read about them, but like I just think that it is it's fucking dodgy, and I don't like the club being associated with that kind of, with those kind of issues. So. That's you know that that's where I stand. Anyway, sorry, sorry about that. You know, check out episode two if you want to hear more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, let's talk about the football. Anyway, you know, uh, you know, United. Obviously, it was it was like a ridiculous atmosphere. It was an amazing atmosphere. Apparently, you know, well, you know, I did watch it, um, and yeah, it was an amazing atmosphere. You know, I'm not gonna comment on it or anything, but you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was good atmosphere and um, you know United struggled initially because they were aiming for Ronaldo's head all the time you know they were trying to cross it to him from like 40 yards and it's like you know if you put it on his head at the edge of the box do you think he's really going to score so when they finally actually got their act together and were like oh yeah let's actually pass it along the ground and actually see if we can score that way you know they they had a lot of success and you know I mean it took till half time well, on the stroke of half time but Greenwood ridiculous player that he is he's phenomenal you know, came up with, like, a good a good shot, and the keeper should have done so much better, but he just spilt it out to Ronaldo, tapped it in, and, like, you know, fair play, and it all went absolutely mad. Um, it was a little bit ridiculous, the atmosphere, like, you know, with the, when he did his celebration, you know, where he jumps up, and then, like, everyone went, oh, it's like, oh, come on, grow up. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway, you know, thing is with United, though, as well, so they went 1-0 up and then Newcastle equalised because they were tearing them apart. They were absolutely tearing them apart because uh, I mentioned earlier, I think in one of the earlier episodes, that you're going to see a lot of um, Maguire going higher up the pitch now that Varane's next to him. He's going to go higher up the pitch to try and nick it higher up the pitch because he knows now that Varane's behind him with his pace so he can cover you know so obviously you're going to see as I say like Maguire's going to nick it more in midfield and then start the attacks from a higher position in the midfield and you know which is a clever you know it's clever like and and you know Maguire now has the confidence in Varane behind him so Varane's going to be deeper because he's got a lot more pace so he can cover Maguire when Maguire goes further up the pitch to try and nick it anyway for Newcastle's goal that's what happened you know like obviously Maguire went high up the pitch missed the ball you know missed it 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 swept past him and the move carried on and Varane you felt as though he'd done enough but then the the overlap from uh you know Mankio was uh was it Mankio is that his name but yeah blast from the past anyway I think it does I think it was him actually let's have a look um you know the the right back it was as well bloody hell, bloody hell he's been around for ages so you know. He, on the overlap and, he, and you know, Maguire, uh, sorry, Varane just couldn't get there in time and the, and the ball was played in nice and it was a lovely finish, don't get me wrong, a like, lovely finish, but it just, United still feel very exposed whenever someone's attacking Newcastle aren't good. And if you're getting exposed by them, you're going to get massively exposed by bigger clubs and with better attacks. So, you know... Obviously United won the game and won it comfortably because you know Ronaldo again like you know good goal went up the other end they weren't be they weren't level for long you know They went up the other end and scored and like you know it's what you're going to get from Ronaldo you know he, he he scores like he he he's like Solskjaer in the sense that he finishes very well because like a lot of people were saying that you know he just hit it and it and it went through the keeper's legs and he was lucky I disagree I disagree with that analysis because He hit it knowing that he aimed for the goalkeeper's legs because you know that the goalkeeper is going to spread his legs to block him, to block the shot. So, look, it was a good finish anyway. Look, obviously, you know, I haven't got my problems with Ronaldo. He's a phenomenal player, which is part of the problem, isn't it? But, you know, he's a phenomenal player and he's going to score a lot of goals, you know, for United. So, anyway, they want two up now. Third goal. Let's talk about that because actually that was a great goal. You know that was, and we can move on from the controversy. <laughs> but you know, no, Bruno Fernandez. I mean, like Pogba played well again. He's been so good this season so far. Like, and they'll they'll do well to keep him, uh, United because he's he's he is the key, I think. You know because he links the midfield and the attack very well. So you know he just laid it off beautifully for Fernandez for him to take a touch and just and just hit it in. Well, obviously it's a ridiculous finish from from. Twenty-five yards. It was amazing, but um, you know the United have that individual brilliance in their locker, so you know it's it's it, 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 it they're gonna score some really good goals this season, but they're gonna be frustrating again because you know they're easy to get. And then Jesse Lingard, you know everyone likes him, don't they? Uh, he got in on the act, and uh, yeah, it was that was a lovely goal. I mean, like you know, Pogba passed it into Martial, he let it run cleverly. And um, you know, Lingard with the finish. It was it was good. It was it was United played well, you know, Man United played well, they were a good performance, but you know, they are gonna get beaten, you know, and they are gonna get at by a lot of teams. They're not you know, if you've got enough money to sign Ronaldo, sign a midfielder instead. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that you know Ronaldo only cost him like twelve, thirteen million pounds like up front as a fee, but his wages are gonna be outrageous over the next two years. So why not just sign Declan Rice? You know, why not just say, right, let's sign Declan Rice for like 70 million quid and pay him a fraction of what we pay Ronaldo? And it'll probably work out cheaper to get Rice, you know. And then that way we can actually build a team that can you know, we can play different styles. We don't have to play two defensive midfielders. We've gone over this a lot, but it's the same issues all the time with United. Anyway, uh should we mention the Champions League now? Maybe we should. Uh, but yeah, United, they've got... Oh my God, like that that game... Oh God, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Um, you know, yeah, like, well, I mean, I exaggerate, but it was pretty poor. I mean, United lost... I don't know if you're aware, spoiler alert, but they lost <laughs> 2-1 to young boys. Uh, you know, yeah, it was poor, really poor. I think, uh, obviously, they started well. You know, Ronaldo got the goal, as he always does. And then they just and then obviously the red card, you know, you can blame that if you want, which I suppose I suppose it, it triggered the uh the really poor decisions that led to United not winning that game. Because, you know, Wan-Bissaka got sent off thirty maybe it was after half time. I think it might have been maybe it was before. Don't know. I can't remember. I think was, I can't remember when he got sent off, because honestly it was it was that it was that poor. Um but yeah, like, so I think it was actually about half an hour in, something like that. So, you know, he got sent off. You got to play most of the game with, with 10 men. And so, in fact, it definitely was because he took Sancho off. Solskjaer took Sancho off for Dallow straight away. Sancho hadn't been great, fair enough. But, you know, like, really? Like, Sancho, honestly? Why not just, like, I don't know? Why not? put Sancho there. Or like, or maybe just sort of switch to a... I don't know. It was it was bizarre. Like, you know, he sacrificed Sancho. Fine. If that's what you want to do, whatever. But then don't go and take a midfielder off for a defender at half-time. Because that was the problem. <laughs> like, they couldn't get out. United could not get out at all. As soon as they went five at the back, it was some weird formation of 5-3-1 with Fred, you know, trying to link... Up to to Pogba and Fernandez, who were playing wide, with Ronaldo up front by himself. It was so fucking weird. Like, and yet it was a recipe for disaster. As soon as they came out for the second half of rounds, I was like, "Oh fuck me!" Like, because obviously Van der Beek, he doesn't trust him, doesn't like him. So I don't know why he was even on the pitch. To be honest with you, but like, I mean, I like Van der Beek purely because of the way he's been treated. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't think he's done anything wrong in order to be, tre- you know, he's not done anything to be treated in such a way that how Solskjaer and United have treated him. I mean, he doesn't get any game time, comes on for like four minutes at the end of a game as like a fuck you. It kind of feels as though it's like, you know, fucking him over, which is really weird. Anyway, whatever. We won't go into that, but, you know, he, yeah, bizarre. Like, so, you know, he, uh, it was just so weird because they just could not get out at all. And then, the, you know, you could definitely see the goal coming and you could see the winner coming for a mile off. But, you know, when it was one all, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm happy to you know settle for that or whatever." Um, and this goes back to what Rio Ferdinand was saying. You know, uh, someone asked me to mention Rio Ferdinand's comments uh, about the game, and Rio was like, "Oh, you can't blame the substitutions for that. That's not why." Like, or oh, you know, what well, you can't blame whatever. Like he just talks nonsense, doesn't he? Like, of course you can blame the substitutions on what happened because the system. After half time, they were playing you know sorry, in the second half they were playing five, three, one. And, and there was no surprises there that they couldn't get out. They could not pass it forwards. They couldn't Ronaldo was left very isolated, you know. And so was Pogba and Fernandez because they were playing wide. Fred was playing by himself in the middle of the park, with three centre halves behind him. It was it was crazy, it was absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, I just, it was it just baffled me, and then, oh my god, then he took, then he took Fred off of Matic, Christ, like, Nemanja Matic is a football terrorist, he, he makes me not want to watch football, like, he, he, you know, honestly, he just, he's a, he's a football terrorist, honestly, like, you know, he makes me scared to watch football, and to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to I don't want to associate with football or, you know, watch it or have it on when he's on the pitch. It's honestly that bad. He is one of the worst. I don't know how he's still there. He turns like a boat and he is one of the slowest, not only physically, but mentally. like He does not react to anything at all. I just, don't, I just don't know how he's still at United. It was dreadful. He came on and, you know, Fred's crap. We all know that, but at least he offers some mobility, you know, at least he gets about. Matic just stood in the middle of the park and pa- and the game passed, it by, passed him by. He looked more done coming on the pitch than the fellas who had ran for 72 minutes. It was fucking embarrassing. And obviously, Jesse Lingard then pops up in the 95th minute with one of the worst back passes. Reminded me of fucking Gerard to Zidane for England and Gerard to Drogba for, you know, when we were about to win the league. Nice one, Gerard. Anyway, you know. It just It's just embarrassing, like, honestly, like, you know. And then the messaging, Solskjaer, like, smiling in the post-match interview, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, oh, what do you think of that? And he's like, oh, Jesse, you'll learn from that. What the fuck's he going to learn? What a stupid, cliche, bullshit answer. What a soundbite. Oh, we'll learn from that. Really? Well, I hope he would have already fucking learned not to pass to the opposition. So what's he actually going to fucking learn? Christ. it it, it It's embarrassing. Honestly, all of it, all of it. Like, I'm I'm glad I'm not a fan anymore. To be honest with you, if this is what they're serving up, it's fucking dreadful. Like, you know, and it's just all about Ronaldo. He's been he, like, it's kind of been like this media frenzy, and like United have so, like football matches are getting in the way of, uh, you know, of of them like of their commercialisation and their and their advertising of you know Ronaldo and like that he's back home and that he's a United player again. It's really you know, it's almost as if the football's coming secondary, which it definitely is. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, with the owners, the Glazers, they're obviously all about the fucking money, aren't they? So, anyway, um, yeah, that was that was United, and they were fucking dreadful on th- on Wednesday. Wednesday was it Wednesday? Or Was it Tuesday? God, I'm so jaded. I don't even know when the fuck they fucking played. Yeah, it was Tuesday as well. Fucking hell, they were they were shite. Anyway. Um, anyway Newcastle quickly okay so Newcastle you know you know they had some success against United they were kind of cutting them open a little bit you know in the second half especially um, well before United scored their second goal you know when they were 1-0 down and then they scored and then United went like if United hadn't scored that quickly and Newcastle may have been in a chance of actually getting something from that game because they were you know that they, they were getting some success now obviously newcastle have been poor up to now this season i think they are a candidate for relegation for sure they haven't invested any money uh the owner does not give a fuck like he's obviously desperate to sell and obviously steve bruce is there who is finished as a manager and you know he doesn't really have any tactical ingenuity or anything like that you know he's he's very much a you know get it to the fucking good players and see what they can do, sort of guy. You know, he's very much a Harry Redknapp. <laughs> but yeah, they're playing tonight, actually. They're playing Leeds at home. And, you know, we'll talk about Leeds because they're the big headline of this, uh, you know, or involved in the headline of the, of this week, I suppose, with what happened uh, in their game against Liverpool. But, um, you know, they're, they're probably going to go down, I would think, to be honest with you. They'll be lucky if they don't. I would say so. You know, obviously we've already gone through it, but prediction is going to be Norwich, Brentford, and Newcastle to go down. Unless Brentford do put a, you know, you know, unless the emotion of it does carry them, in which case it'll be Watford. But Newcastle are definitely one of the favourites for me to go down. I would say um, it unless something changes. You know, if he sacks Bruce tomorrow after they get battered by Leeds tonight, if you know, if he sacks him tomorrow, then you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be. Uh, you know, be, be, you know, it depends who they get in though, because if they get in Sam Allardyce then it'll just be the same and it will be shite. Anyway. Uh Southampton uh versus West Ham, nil-nil. Uh, you know, Southampton. People are saying that they're that they're in trouble. And you know what? <sighs> Look, I think that the three I've mentioned are gonna go down, but it could be three from eight this season, because there's a lot of dross. You know, we've said it before. But I think Southampton will have enough. They've got a decent manager. You know, Ralph Hasenhutl is a little bit more progressive. He's a little bit more, has more, has some sort of unique ideas. Like, you know, he's uh, his pressing is obviously very good. He's very, you know, it, it's it's solid. It's more solid than like, like a Newcastle team, for example. You know, the way they set up. So, you know, I, th- I think he'll be okay. Uh, and I think Southampton will be all right. But they won't finish anywhere good. You know, they'll probably finish bottom half. But, you know. We'll see, but you know, I really do like that Armstrong who they've signed up front. He looks like a good player. So you know, uh, you know, to, to to replace Danny Ings, I don't think he'll score as many goals as Danny Ings because you know they seem to have like a worse team overall this this season. But you know, he looks like a good player. And West Ham, they started really well, but then but since then, you know, since the opening two games, they've drawn to Palace at home and they've drawn away to Southampton. And Antonio got sent off as well, so he's going to be missing for the game against United. United getting another break, so um, you know fair play. But West Ham look all right. You know they look solid. They they won in the Europa League uh, with a goal from Antonio and Rice. You know really like decent, decent win against Lat. Was it Lazio? Was it Lazio? Let's have a look. Sorry, it was anyway. It was a, it was a, You know it was a decent. It was a decent. Uh, it was a, it was it was a decent performance from them. So you know it was. Uh, it was good. It wasn't Lazio, was it? It was. Uh, oh my god, what was it? It was. Anyway, look, it's good, It's bugging me now, so I apologize. I apologize for this, but I'm gonna have to find out who it was. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It was a good performance from them. As I say, they. Uh, oh my god! Right, I'm sorry. One second. Dino Zagreb. Oh my god! Finally, I could not think of that. But yeah they you know they were alright uh West Ham like, and I think that they will be okay you know they I mean more than okay I think they're probably going to get Europe again because there's a lack of good teams you know you've got your really good teams and then you've got a few decent teams you know like Leicester and Tottenham not looking great you know Moyes is a better manager than what they've got I'm, well I mean that's arguable but I I would say that Moyes is probably more reliable than uh the Nuno for sure. I mean, Brendan Rodgers, you know, jury's still on him, isn't he? He keeps bottling it. So, you know, I, th- but I think that West Ham will finish quite high. They'll probably finish sixth or seventh. So, you know, they'll be okay. Uh, Watford, you know, they lost 2-0 at home to Wolves. Both of these sides are going to finish low, for sure. Like, Watford... Um, they, they they just don't have many good players, really. I mean they've still got Tom Cleverly knocking about. He's not great. You know, he's been around he's been there for like ten years. <laughs> he's been shit. The whole time. <laughs> so, you know, uh it's yeah, like, you know, I just think Watford we'll see, they'll be on they'll be on the cusp of relegation. It'll be an it'll be an absolutely amazing achievement if they do stay up. So that is my that's my thing. Um, and wolves, you know, they lost their manager. I like the wolves. The new wolves manager, though, like you know, they they seem as though they're pay, playing a lot more, you know, just just quicker, you know. And uh, they've got some good players. They got it goes through the midfield very quickly, you know. They've, and they've got you know, Martinho, Neves. Uh, they've got you know those two at the base are really solid and really good passes. Um, I don't know if they've got a lot of movement about about them, but they, you know. The other midfielder, uh, Dendonka, he 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 moves well. You know he's uh, he's box to box. He's a, a good player. So I think he's still there. I hope he's still there. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Thank God. That would have been that would have been that would have looked really bad. But yeah, um, so you know it's it, it's it's interesting there, and I think Wolves are going to do okay, but they're in transition now so you know it would again just be an achievement to stay in the league because like you know they they achieved so much in their first couple of seasons under nuno that it would just be it would be good if they could stay in the league and then try and build on that you know a little bit later on maybe next season just because if you try and do too much then they might they might slip back and 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 get relegated which is the last thing they want uh chelsea versus villa i I think Chelsea are obviously really good. They're going to be up there with City. It's either going to be them or, or City to win the league. Lukaku, I've said, I've said that Chelsea are probably going to win the league purely because of Lukaku, like and Aspeluqueta. Like if those two stay fit, then they've got enough players and enough options in other in other areas to win the league and to and to, and to make sure that they they do well. So I think Lukaku's is going to be top scorer, and I think he's going to win the league. So yeah they're good they they played against um they played they played in the champions league and again just like quite solid you know um also i will quickly mention city's champions league because we're not getting champions league out of the way uh you know should we re-renaming the champions league that's the question you know if city go and score six goals against someone else who was supposed to be as good as them is it really a, the champions league game you know, is it a league of champions you know leipzig last season made it to the round of 16 and they're getting absolutely smashed by City. I mean, yes, they did score three goals themselves because City pretty much give up. You know what I mean? They were like, ah, we're fine. You know? And they went 4-1 up or something. And then and then it went 4-2. Then it went 5. You know, it's just mad. Like, it should be called the, uh, you know, the fucking also-ran league. You know, it's just... Because we're getting these these results. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is the best of the best club competition. Ajax just go away to, be, to Sporting Lisbon and be in 5-1 you know, City or batter people. Like, on the other hand, you've got PSG who drew away to Club Brugge, which is great. You know, I think that's fucking hilarious because I, I you know, I I didn't predict it on this, but I did think that they would not win that game because they're top-heavy. They're so top-heavy. And Verratti's out-injured at the moment. Gay, as well, is injured. And so you've got a midfield of Herrera, Winaldum and fucking uh, Paredes. You know... Good decent players, but you know, how are they going to get the ball to the to the front three who don't want to do any pressing who don't want to do any defending in any way and they've got a coach whose whole philosophy is built on pressing Pochettino uh you know had had unprecedented success at Tottenham because he had a system and everyone bought into it you know even like Kane and son and the big players at Tottenham weren't too big for them. They they pressed and they tried their hardest every game, you know, and they and they were pressing for ninety minutes, and it was, you know, they got to a Champions League final for God's sake. And Pochettino is a brilliant player, a brilliant manager, sorry, and you know he he got them where they are. And PSG are not going to get the same, you know, they're not they're not going to achieve what Pochettino what what people want them to achieve under Pochettino because they have a literal front three, a whole front three who will not do any pressing. And they and they will not, you know, uh, they won't do it. They will not um, buy into it at all in the same way. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just think that, you know, PSG aren't going to achieve what Qatar and Messi want them to achieve. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's Champions League out of the way. Sorry. Uh, a little bit fragmented. So, Chelsea, yeah, really good against Villa. Going to win the league, uh, Villa. I love Villa. I really, I love watching them. I think they're great. Really enjoy watching them. Um, that may be because Jackie G was there, you know, and, I, and he's just the best player to watch, isn't he? Grealish, she's fucking phenomenal. Um, but you know, I think without him, they've they've signed really well on paper. They just need to get Bailey, you know, and ings and Wendell firing. And when they do, because it's going to take a while, you know, it's going to take a couple of weeks or whatever. But you know, when they do, like they'll be good, and Villa will be absolutely fine. There's no way they're going to get relegated. Uh, top off finish, probably not Europe, but top off again, and, and they'll be really good. You know, they, they'll be good to watch because I don't know, I just like them. I don't know, like, I think I think they were just really good to watch last season. So yeah, but um, again, we'll see if that was because of Grealish or not. But yeah, he's uh, but, yeah Villa will be absolutely fine. Um, okay, so let's move on to the last game. Let's talk about Leeds versus Liverpool. So Liverpool won three nil. Um, we'll quickly talk about Leeds. Well, we'll talk about. No, you know what? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Obviously, this uh, was a good win for Liverpool, but costly in terms of you know the injury. And obviously, we uh, it, it was it was it was a hard one to watch. Like it was an awful. Accident, I will call it. You know, the tackle itself was not malicious. It was not intentional. He did not want to hurt Harvey Elliott, but you know, unfortunately, these things happen. So, you know, the the the, the tackle was completely fair in my opinion. So, obviously, this was. I think this was a two nil, was it? So Salah scored the first goal. Like you know, really good. Pre- like like Liverpool. I mean Trent. With the assist, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. He's he's obviously phenomenal. Uh, they'd been they'd been pressing and Leeds were kind of hanging on, and then you know it just it just they they went up the right hand side. Um, you know they they they'd been they'd been sort of playing that that sort of pattern. You know, white like for 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 the whole first half really they'd sort of worked it down the right hand side, and it was just uh, it was always going to come. So Salah scored the tap in, which was a nice finish. Mane, I will have a quick word on Mane, he looks really short on confidence, like I'm glad, like well I'm not glad, because I don't really like Liverpool, but you know we're, we're neutral here, like you know, for Liverpool fans, I'm glad that he scored, you know my mate actually said yeah I'm glad he scored, otherwise it would have been like really disastrous for him because he missed about four sitters, so you know, and that would have really knocked his confidence, but I'm glad he scored. So that at least it's not a complete... At least it didn't fuck up entirely, you know? So I actually missed his goal, but I've seen it recent, since. And yeah, decent goal. Um, yeah, and, you know, Fabinho got the second, which they VAR'd as well, which was weird. So the guy, basically, it came in from the corner. The goalkeeper was sort of nowhere. It bobbled around and Fabinho scored, but they VAR'd it because... There was a guy on the line and there was a Liverpool player standing in front of him and they were wondering if he, if, if the Liverpool player was in an offside position which then interfered with the guy trying to block it on the line. I've never seen that before and that was really weird to me. That was I just thought that was worth mentioning because there is no way we can start going down that road. Like, no way. You cannot then start saying, oh, it could be offside because the player couldn't potentially block it on the line. Are you joking? Like, at least with a goalkeeper he can use his hands and he can legitimately save it and have a go at saving it. But the guy on the line wasn't even that close to him. So even if he'd have stuck his his leg out into the direction of the ball, he wouldn't have got there. That would have been incredibly harsh, like, if, if they'd have ruled that out for offside. It was, it was really weird. Anyway, just thought that was worth mentioning. Um, and... Yeah, and then obviously the, the injury happened, you know, so we'll talk about that because obviously that is the big headline and the controversy from this week because, and it's only controversial because the referee really bottled it. Uh, so I didn't re- I didn't really, you know, understand why he did it because it, he, he sent him off having let the play go on, you know, and he didn't even think it was a foul And then obviously Salah, you know, you could tell it was bad when Salah, like, is Salah's reaction. He was absolutely beside himself. And, you know, it was a freak accident and it was unfortunate. But it was not a red card, in my opinion. Now, obviously, people may disagree, and please tell me if you do. But I don't think it's a red card. Because he, first of all, won the ball. First of all. He did go in. He went in from behind, but he didn't go through the mat he went from the side and he hooked the ball and then stood up and started running away with it the only reason that obviously it happened was because of the landing and Harvey Elliott's fall and then unfortunately the defender I think fell onto his ankle and so it cr- like sort of twisted it or what have you and then completely fractured it like it was horrible but I don't really think that it was intentional and he wasn't out of control. One of the referees said that, and it's bullshit, because he slid in from the side. And so then where do you draw the line? If you're going to say, oh, he's out of control because he fell on him, well, you're out of control if you get pushed and you're running. You're out of control if you go up for a header and you get you you know, you get knocked by the goalkeeper. You know? And, and I actually listened to something like, you know, so, so, I mean, Harvey Elliott himself said it was never a red. And fair play to the guy, you know? I mean, like, he seems like a really nice guy. Hope he gets better, you know, hope he comes back. As good, if not better than than he was, you know. I really hope he does, you know, get the same fitness level back because obviously it's incredibly difficult to do that. Um, but you know, he's very young. You know, he's only what eighteen, so he will. He's got a good chance of coming back just as strong. So you know, hopefully he does. But you know, I heard on, on someone say, "Why didn't they do what they do in Sunday League, or why don't they introduce a rule where they do on Sunday League, where the referee goes up to the manager and says, right?" It's, you know, this guy's injured, he's broken his leg, so he can't play anymore. So, you know, we don't want to punish your team, but the guy who made the tackle, he can't play anymore. So you've got to sub him off. And I thought that was, like, relatively elegant. That's, like, quite a cool solution. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, hold on, what's the line? Because another Liverpool example would be Van Dijk and Pickford. Because obviously, you you know, Van Dijk's leg didn't break in that Pickford challenge. But he did his cruciates. When Van Dijk walked off that pitch, he did not walk back on it for another year. So you know, does pitch Pickford be subbed off in that stage? You know, and then what happens if say City are playing United, Ronaldo's looking really good, Zinchenko's looking terrible. Guardiola says to Zinchenko, "Listen, I'm going to sub you off, but we're going to pass you the ball. You dribble up to Ronaldo, go over his leg, and then I'll and then I'll say to the AR He's just done his cruciates there, and, we'll, and then the guy'll have to sub Ronaldo off." And I'm subbing you off because you've been shite. You know, is that is that what we're doing? Like, you know, it, it, once you introduce a rule, there is scope then to take advantage of it. So, you know, I don't think that would work. I see it from both points, though. You know, I do see that yes, it. You know, maybe maybe that guy shouldn't be allowed to play anymore in that game because he's it's resulted in injury. Having said that, it was not intentional, and he did not make contact with the man. Whilst making the tackle, it was only the fall. So I think it's, you know, it's 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 a it's a dodgy one. Anyway, I will, you know, we weren't going to oh, you know, and obviously Liverpool really good game against Milan. It was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I think that was that was a really good game. Um, and yeah, they won three two, and it was it was excellent. You know, first time. Milan were playing at Anfield, was it or something? You know, I think they've only met in Champions League finals, so you know that's that's good. That was, that was a really good game. Um, anyway, you know, yeah, it was it was it was great. It was a really really fun watch. So listen, uh, that is it from me. Uh, just want to say that hopefully Harvey Ellick gets gets well soon. Um, but yeah, next week I'll be recording on Monday, so I'll be getting it to you a lot earlier. Uh, so yeah, sorry about the delay this week. So yeah, I will. I'm running out of time on my new recording. I'm recording on a new app and it's only giving me an hour. So I'm (laughs) going to stop now. But yeah, uh, okay, speak to you guys soon. All right, take it easy.